Well, good morning to you. We're so glad you are here with us today. My name is Joe. I serve as one of the pastors here. I want to give a special welcome to all of our first-time guests. We're glad you're joining us today. We'd love to connect with you. The easiest ways to do that is to fill out a connection card, whether that's in person or online through our app or our website, as well as pick up a gift bag on your way out as a way of saying thanks for being here today. So we're so glad you're here. In case you are a first-time guest and you're wondering what in the world is going on, I see people in pajamas, comfy clothes. I see some people wearing slippers. You know, what is happening? What is going on? And, and then there's this long line for food and great food. Is that like an every Sunday experience? I really hope so, you know. Is that an every Sunday experience? Well, it's actually a special time that we're having together as a church family to connect with one another. And it's really important that we do that. And one of the ways that we see in the New Testament to do that is to share a meal together. That actually is what the early church did often. They shared a meal together and they came around who this Jesus is and what he taught. And so the, the apostles would teach the, the, the teachings of Jesus as they would gather together. And so for us, it's an opportunity for us to gather together both in connecting relationally as well as around God's word and through music. And we're just so grateful that we have an opportunity to do that. Thankful for all of you who've brought food. Let's give it up for yourself. Great, great food. So much good food that there was a line going out the front, the, the door over here, right? That's good. Um, as well as appreciate Aaron reading today. Can we give it up for Aaron? Great job, Aaron Harris. Thanks for doing that. And so as we, we begin our time together in the series that we're in, it's called I Am. And what we're doing is we're just looking at these statements that Jesus would use to describe himself. And so as we begin our time, I want us just to say our name together by saying I am, fill in the blank, one, two, three, I am. Okay, all right. That, you know, so it helps us to know our name. And when Jesus would say that, he would not only say his name, but he would say titles that represent who he is and what he's about. And in this teaching series, what we've said throughout it is the following, is that Jesus wants to awaken us to the more we are created for. Jesus wants to awaken us to the more that we are created for. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus wants to awaken us to the more we are created for. He wants to wake us up in this way. He wants to wake us up. He wants us to come to experience all that he's intended and created for us to do. And over the next two weeks, as Aaron has done such a great job with that story, we're going to actually see him talk about what it means for him to lead us and shepherd us and to guide, protect, provide, but also for us to be in a position then to be so awake in Jesus that we multiply our lives in others. And so to do that, what I want to do as we jump into John 10 is I want to ask for your help. Can you help me out? You think so? Okay, all right. All right, I want to make sure. So every time, every time where I'm teaching and this word comes up, the word sheep, I want you to say, bah. Bah. Say it in. Bah. All right, so every time we hear the word sheep, I tricked you. I was, wait, I was seeing, are you paying attention here? You didn't pay, you didn't follow the rules. Every time I say sheep, there we go, there we go. So we're going to have a little fun today as we hear 
what Jesus had to say. So again, we're going to listen to the word that Jesus spoke. And so in order to do that, what I want to do is I actually uh, want you to be thinking with me about how Jesus spoke these words and what it says again about his heart and intention to us and for us. And it says the following. It says, very truly, I tell you Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate in the, uh, is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. And the sheep listens to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and <laughs> leads them out. Great job. You're doing great here. And so as we think about what Jesus is saying, just a little backdrop here, Jesus has done a miracle to heal somebody who's blind, somebody who was an outcast in that culture. Because oftentimes when somebody was blind, they would want to know what or whose sin caused this person to be blind. And so Jesus on the Sabbath actually heals somebody on, on the Sabbath day who was blind, and it was a big no-no. And so the Pharisees are scolding Jesus. They're scolding this man, and this man was an outcast. And Jesus could empathize with him because he understood what it was like to be considered an outcast as well. Someone who wasn't viewed as he truly was, the value that Jesus had and came to bring. And so in the midst of what Jesus is saying to these Pharisees, he's saying to them, listen, when, when a sheep is following their shepherd, they're going to listen to his voice. They're going to know his voice because the sheep, the only way they would come is when he would say their name. Because they didn't have great eyesight, they couldn't see well. But Jesus is calling them, the Pharisees, thieves and robbers. And if you're a kid, stand up for me just a minute. If you were going to be a thief and a robber, how would you go around trying to get in somewhere that you shouldn't be? What would you do? No, just show me. Show him. Go ahead. Would you, would you climb? Would you, you would be like this. You would be like this. You'd be doing something. You'd be going through a window, right? And so what Jesus is saying is, hey, listen, they don't go through the gate. They, they try to climb over. But here's the deal. They don't follow you because they know you're not the true shepherd of the sheep they they know that's that you're not because you don't know their name and they don't know your name they don't know you in other words and so jesus is giving this warning and then he goes on to say this when he has brought out all his own he goes on ahead of them and his sheep Follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Stranger danger, right? Stranger danger. This is what Jesus is talking about. They don't recognize these false shepherds, these thieves, these robbers, these Pharisees, these people who had all the outward externals, but their hearts were far from God and his ways. They weren't for the people. They were for their own agenda and their own way. And Jesus is for the people. Jesus is for the least, the lost, the lonely. He's for the people who are 
the, the outcasts. He's for the people who've been rejected. He's for the people who have been forgotten. This is the heart of Jesus. This is the heart of Jesus towards people. And so as he was saying these words to them, he's saying again, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him. They do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. They couldn't see it. And we've seen all throughout the Gospel of John that he says things again and again, but they don't have eyes to see because they only look at it from an earthly point of view. But Jesus is saying to them, I want you not to miss my heart for people. My heart for people, what I've come to do. I've come to pursue a prodigal people. I've come to make sure they walk in what it is that I have for them. Jesus wants to awaken them to the more that they were created for. So as we think about this, here's the next part that I want to give you. If you had a sheep, what would you name it? What would you name it, though, if you had a sheep? What's that? Bubba. Yogi. Gallop. Billy. Poo-poo. All right, I like that. I like that. Wooly. I like that. Maybe Jalen. Oh, the goat. Uh, getting ready for the game. Uh, so as we think about this, this is important because Jesus, again, he knows the sheep and knows their name. That's right. And he knows your name. And he knows your name. Jesus knows your name and is calling you by name. He knows your name, and he's calling you by name. And it's important we don't miss this because he knows who you are and cares deeply for you. And as I'm reading through this passage, I, I've got to say to you, as a pastor, I'm so grateful for the way in which Jesus has modeled the way for us and shown us exactly what it means to care for the people that he entrusts to us. But Jesus, again, shows us what not to do. He says, hey, you're not to be a thief and a robber. You're, you're to be for people. And serving people isn't always giving them what they want or what they think they need, but rather pointing them towards who Jesus is and what he has for them. And Jesus would go ahead of the sheep. And so he's, he's what's called a lead shepherd, leading us forward instead of a driving shepherd because a driving shepherd is trying to move them like this, but he's leading the way. He's leading us forward. And that's why we get these words from Jesus when it says the following. It says, therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. I am the way. I am the entrance exclusively through me. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to hear about how Jesus would say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. But one of the things you don't want to miss is he's this good shepherd leading us towards the life that we were created for. Again, verse 8, all who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. 
whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. And I want you to hear this. Jesus is saying, in me is the way of life that you were created for. I'm for you, not against you. I know how life is meant to be lived. I'm the creator of it. I'm the designer of it. I know the purposes in which you were made. And we live in a time right now where it's tempting not to believe that. And maybe you're here and for a long time you've been just wrestling with who Jesus is for you. Or maybe you've been a follower for some time. But you said, Jesus, I've got it from here. I don't need you in this area of my life. And I want you to know, he's saying, no, come back to me. I, I, I want to show you the way. I want to lead you to the place that you're intended to be. There's salvation and freedom found in Christ Jesus. And not only that, not only that, there's this pasture. And this pasture, it represents this idea, again, of a place where we can run free in Christ. He sets the boundaries lines, though. And I don't want you to miss that, because when we hear pasture, we're always like, oh, man, this is great. I, th I think of drinking a hot cup of coffee outside. It's snowing, and I'm just reflective, and life is going really, really good. And, ah, uh, you know, or I'm at the beach, you know. And, and, you know, those people who have their Bibles out at the beach, and they take the Instagram picture. Oh, man, perfect. I love that. Oh, oh, this is what Jesus means by pasture. Oh, so good. And you're like, wait a minute, that's not real life. That's part of life, but that's not every part of life, is it? And, and I want you to hear that because he has a purpose for you, even in the midst where the, the terrain and the pasture is hard. But in him is safety, even when life is unsafe. And what I mean by safety is this is the place where we find security. It doesn't mean the things he calls us to are we easy always. It doesn't mean the things that he has for us are always things we would sign up on our own accord. But he's the good shepherd of the sheep. And he wants to lead us forward. I had one, I heard one by. And so as we read the last verse here, I want us to read this out loud together on three. One, two, three. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And I don't want you to miss this. Jesus is talking about Pharisees and teachers that came before, but the sheep wouldn't follow. They wouldn't come after. They wouldn't believe what they were saying. They wouldn't take on their way of life because they saw them as they were, thieves and robbers. But Jesus says, I've got a whole different way. I'm the way to salvation. I'm the pasture. I come to give life, and I come to give it to the full. And when he says that, Again, it's this life that's marked by joy, hope, peace, love, truth, grace. It's this love and life that is found in the way of life that is Jesus. And I want to encourage us to consider, again, are we coming after him? May we be people who are so discerning with what shepherd we're following. Because not everybody that claims to be a shepherd is a true shepherd. And that's not just in the pastoral realm of life. That could be about who we're listening to, who we're in friendship with. That could be people who are convincing us of things that are outside of this life that is to the full. Be careful. Be careful. Be watchful. May we come after Jesus and all that he has for us. Again, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. And he was talking about those leaders 
But he also is talking about our enemy, our great enemy, which speaks to Satan and how he comes against us, sin, how that comes against us. These are enemies, our flesh as well, right? These are enemies. But there's one who's greater than it all, and it's Jesus. And so I just want to invite you to consider, what shepherd are you following? Who's leading your life? Who are you running after? Do you know his voice? Do you know his voice? And and are you willing to follow after it? And as we continue on here, as we wrap up, will you enter the gate that gives life? Jesus made it really clear, I am the gate. There's no other gate. It's me. It's me and it's me alone. Are Are you coming through the gate? Or are you settling for this poser type of gate? This thing that looks like a gate, but it's really not. It won't last. It will fall apart. Are you, are you really going to enter in to who this Jesus is who gives us life through faith and trust in who he is through his life, death, burial, and resurrection? And then the, the next part of this is that Jesus isn't a thief who robs us, but is a trustworthy giver of life. And I want you not to miss this. He doesn't, he's not a thief that robs us. Do you know that? Do you believe that about Jesus? Do you believe that he, again, isn't trying to rob you? He wants something for you. He wants something for you. He's the giver of life. Are you trusting him in that way that he has shown again and again how trustworthy he is? And as we wrap up here, I want to give you a couple other things. And this is the first, is just to make this a prayer that we're going to pray together on three. One, two, three. Jesus, thank you for being trustworthy. Today, I put my trust in you. Amen. And daily, may we be a people that say, Jesus, I'm coming after you. The gate, the gate that gives life. You are trustworthy. You're the one that I'm pursuing and going after. Let's pray together. Father, right now, we just thank you for your love for us. We thank you for being together. We thank you for each person here, from the youngest to the oldest. And we thank you, Jesus, that you're such a shepherd who pursues us in a way that is not a thief but rather the giver of life. And so right now, I just want to pray, even as we're celebrating around the table together, as we're celebrating through music and through the word of who you are and what you've done, I pray that our trust in you would deepen Jesus and that we would come after you with all that we are. Lord, I pray that we would be people who would be careful of the voices we're listening to and following. And that, Lord, we would be discerning as Jesus talks about the thieves and the robbers. Because they are truly there. And may we be reminded how you get us. You get what we're carrying. You get what we're going through. You get the struggle. You get even the good things in our life. You get it. And you're for us. You're for us experiencing the life that you've created us for. And that's found truly in you. And so, Lord, I want to pray a special prayer for those who are battling with anxiety right now. And depression over this last several months, especially as it gets colder. I pray, Father, as depression and anxiety is a very real thing, I pray that they would experience your grace in supernatural ways and allow the truth to win out, the truth that says, through Jesus, we can come after what it is that you have for us. Through Jesus, we can courageously come around one another to encourage and cheer each other on. 
Lord, I pray for your touch upon them right now. We love you, Jesus. We thank you that you're good, faithful, and true. In your name we pray, amen.